It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Welcome everybody back to the Believe in NXT podcast. It's your tag team pod. Get said, get the intro. I can't talk today again. It's your reigning, defending, undisputed tag team podcast champions of the world, and we're coming back with more smoke for y'all Saturday morning. And we got all the recap of NXT this past Wednesday night. We got a lot to talk about. It's a lot buzzing on the Twitter feeds of, of NXT superstars, as you know. Today, uh, or last night, we honored 25 years of Triple H. It's a lot of stuff happening in the wrestling world. And we're about to discuss all of that. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's what we're here for. But before we do that, make sure you go ahead, like, share, subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of that. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave a review, comment, something. Let us know. Hey, did you appreciate that Emilio Sparks interview? Let us know. Oh, by the way, you thought it was just one part? No, 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 no. Part two with Sparks is coming first part of the week. Sparks was so kind to give us like two hours of his day and drop a bunch of knowledge and gems and, you know, settle a couple of debates for us that are only going to be brought right back up with our next guest. But, you know, temporarily mm-hmm. Sparks settle a few things. So No, they won't. Those debates are over. Oh, no, they're coming back up because you can't let things go. I, I officially let it go once I won. Oh, okay. That's that's what what it was. Oh, okay, just like I won the Bray one, but okay, yeah. Did you really though? Yes, I did. Did you really? Because he, it's clear that he's a Bray Wyatt fan. He's just not a fan of the Fiend. So that it, it's kind of no. I, I can't give you that. What's my whole argument about? You feel like he's an incarnation of Doink, and I. And I get healed doink from the early days of the early nineties and whatnot. I just I still I still don't see it. Cause Doink wasn't out here catching no bodies like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he, he settled that argument. And then he also told you how the uh demon was a crutch for Finn, but you know, we're not gonna get into that, you know. I don't yeah. I mean I and you know what that was a very eloquent argument, so kudos there. I, I'm totally on board with that, and I can see how it is seen as a crutch. What we didn't talk about, which we can get into, get into it with our future guests, is my comparison to Finn and Crow Sting and the cinematic matches where Finn could fly as the demon. I, we didn't talk about that at all. You know, I almost went there, and then I was like, I don't want Sparks to hang up on us today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, this is the Believe in XD podcast. I am Jacob. That is said. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at underscore J Della. Said is at said underscore says. That is C E double D underscore S A Y S. And as you can tell, we are in a great mood today. Like said, said, we got a lot to talk about. The internet wrestling community is being the internet wrestling community like usual. We had a packed NXT that had a couple little surprises and a few little Easter eggs that you, you know, if you blinked. During mm-hmm. the moment here and there, you may have missed it, even though Literally it apparently was clear in our face, but still somehow missed it. We got kidnappings. We got family dinner with the wife. We we got it all this week on the NXT. So I just say, let's just go ahead and get right into it from the start. What, what about you? I'm ready, but you know what? I'm actually, I might change my Twitter handle. Oh, God. I, 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 I'm one of those, like, Millennials, it's kind of like a boomer, though, so I don't know how to do it, but I think <laughs> I'm going to change it to my IG handle if I figure that out this weekend, just so I can have consistency throughout. I mean, I would talk about you, but mine is literally the same, except the underscores at the end on my IG, because I was looking for consistency, so I understand. Yeah, just just want to have the same name throughout to easily be found, but yeah. That has nothing to do with NXT. It was just a random sidebar, which you're going to get many random sidebars throughout any of our Believe in NXT podcasts. And also because today is a special day in the Cedric Weldon world, the NFL draft is on. And if you've known me for any amount of my years, then you know that I park in front of my television every NFL draft with a big bowl of cereal and I don't move. Now, Jacob, what have we been doing our last few podcasts? Trying to get you out of that one spot. Exactly. Exactly. Now it works because there's something on my television. <laughs> this man is probably sitting in front of his TV, wearing a New Day shirt, eating a box of burritos, watching the weirdest NFL draft in history. Yeah, it, it's actually weird, but it's actually very entertaining draft to see everybody's uh, draft war rooms, if you would. Some are very lavish. Some look very run down. So it's interesting. And then we're getting some draft gems with the uh, the girlfriends taking L's and every <laughs> and all these draft hopefuls uh, big moments. So that's uh, if you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. All I'm saying is, if a black mama tell you something, just do it. Just do oh, it. Yeah. Just get up. Get up. She yanked your ass up on national I- TV. And I saw a sister tell, I saw somebody's sister get told, get out the way, let the camera see him. Big <laughs> move. Hey, man. Make sure the baby get his moment. Speaking man. of which, um, have you seen a meme going around on Twitter? Yeah, we're starting this with a sidebar about football. So if you guys want to fast forward by about 30, 45, 60 seconds, go right ahead. But yeah, starting this with a sidebar about football. Have you seen a meme um, about girlfriends? This is the time to not get too excited and it's using uh russell's ex-wife slash ex-girlfriend for when he got drafted yeah she looks so happy man and now russell is a power in a power couple with two children with sierra man like nobody saw that coming including future (laughs) yeah somebody was like yep don't be this girl because she didn't even see see a sierra coming and now look at her nowhere to be found Asked but the future's credit, future memes are like top three all time. Any of them. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the hell out of those. Oh, they are the gift that keeps on giving. 
they're, they're, they're going to be funny regardless of the content. Damn, Randy Moss's kid still hasn't been drafted yet? You know what? I think it's because he's an underclassman. Um, Redshirt sophomore, technically? Junior. Is he a junior? Redshirt junior. He... Okay. I don't know. He didn't have much uh, – I mean, a lineage, of course. I mean, if you're asking me if your last name is Moss and you Randy's son, I'm running to the podium. <laughs> so genes are there, but I think it's because it's not that much film on him. He had like a foot injury. I mean, I spent a third round pick on you. Yeah. Just because you have you have the hands and the work ethic, obviously. Yeah, so say we clearly know ask Alabama fans. He has the hands and the feet work. Yeah. God damn Sean McVay got a nice house. The guy who has a nice house is Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, I saw. Like and I and I'm almost I lived in Arizona for a decade, and I want to say that that's rented. I mean, why wouldn't why why would you buy one? Although to be fair, it is Arizona. That's where people go to retire. But still, yeah, I just like I don't think he bought one like that. And I was like, nah, you you this is Airbnb, man. Hey man, rent it. Go ahead. You rented this for the weekend to show off. Now Jerry Jones, that's really his boat or submarine or whatever. <laughs> that was a flex. Like like I've never seen it. Oh, good old Jerry. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put my dick on the table real quick. Jerry Jones out here like Nick Fury for the draft. <laughs> yeah, except he's going to mess it up, though. Yeah. But uh, All right, all right. Enough sidebar. Yeah, uh, to say, that was football. way more than, than 45 seconds. So this week we started NXT, and <clears throat> I got to get this off my chest. We start with the Velveteen. Actually, we don't even start with the Velveteen Dream. We start with... Moments ago, backstage, uh, Finn Balor's missing. We don't know where he's at. We don't get a lot of detail. We just know he's not here. So we can assume that it is some type of maybe launched attack from Imperium, who was also not there. Then we go to the Velveteen Dream, pretty much talking his trash about Finn for a little bit, um, about how he's getting stood up and all that type of stuff. And Undisputed Era interrupts. Now, before we talk about this, because there's a lot of thought about this, but NXT producers, backstage, and all of you who write the show, who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> you don't set me up for a week to bait and switch me. You told me I was getting Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor, and I didn't get anything remotely close to that. I was pretty pissed off the entire show because they bait and switched me like that. I don't know about you, but I have a problem with that. Didn't I tell you? To expect some kind of shenanigans. But I expected them to at least throw the hands at least five minutes, you know, before that happened. But they 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 just brought us into the show with the letdown immediately. They just want to let you know, hey, you ain't getting it today. I was I was really offended by that. It hurt. It really hurt. Just, just because, like, there's now there's no chance that it's going to be ran back at all anytime soon. I mean, you might, might run it back. Either way, we got a pretty good promo out of Dream in the beginning, which led to him being interrupted by surprise, surprise, Adam Cole being at NXT uh, for the first time in what's probably like a month, over a month, give or take. Yeah. 
uh, followed by Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, who was uh, fully dyed this week, fresh, fresh <laughs> black, you know, and a noticeably uh, missing Kyle O'Reilly, who I think uh, audio picked up uh, Roddy Strong saying something about, uh, we know you're at home, we miss you or something like that. So I'm assuming that he's injured or quarantined. Yeah, probably the safe bet is quarantine because I feel like if he was injured, they would have mentioned it. Right, right, right. So, um, Undisputed Era came out and just let's just skip forward. They attacked the Velveteen Dream. They jumped him. Um, something that we saw last year as well, which got Velveteen Dream hurt. Um, the surprise here was who came to help him, and that was Keith Lee. What do you think about that? I mean, it makes Sparks look like a genius. <laughs> Yeah, real talk. He said that was the main <laughs> person of color that's a baby face that you need to push to the moon. So getting him uh, infused in that feud in any type of way is is really big. Also, I don't know about I don't know if, about you, but when I looked at that, I, like a little bit of me kind of popped on the inside because it was like, oh, shit, we got two strong ass black men out here standing tall right now. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see when it's done right, you know. Yeah. Like I like I'm not really feeling uh, team flippy shit on the raw brand with <laughs> Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, but I mean this 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 felt good. They're just team flip. Remember how we had team kick and NXT? They're team flip. Oh, yeah. oh there you go. Sure, sure. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. <laughs> you on one today. All right, so I see how this pot is going to be. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Either way. Um, yeah, seeing Keith and um, and Dream look strong in that moment. Uh, Keith Lee obviously came in and cleaned house, um, which is dope to see. Um, seeing Velveteen Dream have an ally for once, which is something you don't see happen often. But what was brought to my attention this week, which I had confirmation, me and Jacob talked online, offline before the pod, is what you don't see, which really was weird to me, is as Undisputed Era is retreating and Keith Lee and Velveteen are pretty much staring them down, talking trash as they walk away. And it was really quick. So if you blink, you're not going to see this. You almost have to go pause your television to go see this if you have a DVR. But off, to, there's like a silhouette off to the left of your screen. And Dexter Loomis is right there to the left of the Titantron, which is, it's gold, number one, because it, it, it adds to the creativity of what we're going to talk about later in the night. But it's amazing because the, the announce team didn't even talk about that. No, like I did not see it. I watched it live, didn't see it. And I'm on Twitter, you know, checking wrestling Twitter as I'm watching, just seeing what the conversation is. And somebody tweeted, was like, oh, yeah, Dexter Loomis was during that segment. I was like, what? And then somebody tweeted out photos and sure enough, there's Mr. Creepy just a standing there looking like a goddamn creep. Just there. Yeah, like I, I had to go back and look at it and I had to pause my time and say, whoa, lo and behold, well, I'll be down. <laughs> Dexter Loomis is really right there. Putting on these black black rubber gloves. I mean, shout out to Loomis for uh, properly social distancing with his gloves, you know, not not touching anybody with the bare hands. So does he change them after every, like, segment, every five, ten minutes? Because if you don't change your gloves, you're really just defeating the purpose of wearing gloves. 
I'm going to imagine he is. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Just because he's a weirdo doesn't mean he can't be um, have hygiene. Yeah, most widows do have good hygiene, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was surprising, and that actually um, does, you know, paint the right picture for me for what happens in our main event. So good opening segment. Still pissed off about the bait and switch, but, you know, that kind of made up for it because it it's hilarious when you actually do notice that he is just lingering right there. Oh, that good old okie doke, man. You got to love it. I don't know. Thing, I, I don't know if I want the okie doke in the empty arenas, man. I don't want my, my heartstrings tugged at like that. It happens? It could have been worse. Could have been way worse. I will give you that. Could have been way worse. Or it could have just been a bad match. Yeah, so I said they could have gave you the match and, you know, two minutes in, everybody gets jumped. It, it could have been all trash. Yeah. At least that didn't happen. So what's the safe bet? We'll just go ahead and just take Finn out the equation right now. Right, right. And then we slide into a little tag team action in the women's division. You get everybody's favorite, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan up. Well, Tegan up, teaming up with Tegan Knox, taking on <sighs> Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. the two legit heels on the NXT roster in the women's division. Right. Surprisingly good match, though. Yeah, you know, they are like they're a lot of good spots. They had they let Ra- Raquel Gonzalez slip strong again, but they allowed her to take shots this week. Um, they allowed Shotzi Blackheart to get off a lot of her moves, which is cool. She came to the ring in the tank, which is good. You want to stay in character. Um, despite the fans not being there, she's completely over uh, with the with the NXT audience. So that was cool to see. Um, again, we talked with, with Sparks about this, having a major feud that takes place off the belt, and this is the one that keeps cooking. I like what they did here by having Kai and Gonzalez win, though, because it just builds everything more. You have to, especially when you just had the monster eat one last week, albeit by surprise, but still. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think these uh, these four women go from here in the next coming weeks? Well, we just keep running it back. Various. You take a week off, one week, maybe get a promo. You run it back another week or two. This this got some legs. It'll carry on for a while. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And I think um and you know what? You know what I actually read? I think there's a interview with uh Dakota Kai online. I forget where I read it from, but they kinda you know how they have the interviews that don't have video, but they have the transcript written out in yeah. article form. Uh Dakota Kai was actually talking about her influence from Shawn Michaels with on her and Gonzalez and how Sean's been giving them pointers about how to make Raquel look more like a monster in that uh diesel and Shawn Michaels tandem. So kudos to you for, for teeing that up in recent weeks. Cause that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to make it look just like that. You know, what? I was just about to say, I told you so. And then you gave me kudos. So thank you, sir. Thank you. No, it's exactly what they're doing, which is dope. Cause I mean, um, yeah, if that's what they're trying to make Gonzalez look like, you know, uh, strong monster type moves. And then Kai coming in and pick up the straps, which, 
Kai looked really, to me, Kai looked strong in this match in different moments as well, which it's good to see them building her profile as a heel. Because for a long time, I was literally not sold on it. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this is going to lead to a title run or anything like that, but the division needs heels. Now you have heels. Yeah, you're just not sold on any heel turns, and I get it. I was sold on EO from the jump. Yeah, that's deception. EO can literally do no wrong in our eyes. True. True. But when you mentioned HBK, I kind of just looked at Dakota Kai and I was like, you know what? She kind of looks like Sean from that era with the wild hair. Yeah. Flashy outfits, you know. Yeah. Kind of getting that Sean vibe there. So you can see her, and lo and behold, that's her influence. So, I mean, I, I, I dig it. I'm interested to see where it goes because, I mean, if it leads to some type – if they do get in a title picture and Raquel is just content just being the heater, then that's going to take Dakota a long way. You know what this could lead to? <clears throat> Those women's tag team titles. Yeah, if, if, if we – get back to loving tag team wrestling. I mean, those tag team titles were only defended in NXT once. And I think that was when Sasha and Bayley were champs. They weren't even defended. I think they just came to cut a promo. Might be right. I think they did come and cut a promo, but that's what I mean. Like they need to, they need to really start defending it all across all three brands. Cause you get a couple of ladies in NXT that want to compete for the belts. At least you're using the titles. I can, I can go with it. I can go for a, a Bliss and Cross versus Dakota Gonzalez feud. I can go for that. Exactly. And you'll probably get people that watch Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to tune in to NXT if they don't watch it already. Exactly. Bring a, uh, bring a high profile of Alexa Bliss to NXT will be great because she can have the mic skills to carry a, a segment, which, I mean, it's a win-win all around. Perfect one win. Perfect. All you got to do, WWE, is just listen to us and then go book it. You know, we actually know that you're listening already. <laughs> now, now just do what we say. Just, just book it. We'll invoice you later. Pretty much. So what, what are we going? Are we going into the first Cruiserweight match, or did, was there a promo in between there? Uh, you got a little look at the uh, Drake Maverick promo and also reference to uh, the video that he posted on social media. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you got that and apparently I read online earlier because I, I just had to go look and I was like, are these motherfuckers really using his release for an angle or are they just like saying he got released? Nope. Drake Maverick legit got released. He still has a no compete so unless they paid his downside, they're still technically paying him. Right. So they just like, screw it, we'll just work this into an angle. I kind of like it, but I kind of don't because it's like, you just cut the man last week. Let's not turn this into an angle. Well, it's already there, man. And I, and I, and I can guarantee that it's doing some crazy social media views right now as far as um, just the emotional ties, you know? You see that because 
they, you want to root for this, man. And if you go look at WWE exclusive, um, WWE.com exclusive there. Oh, sorry about that. Didn't know that was going to play, but there are, um, they are taking reactions from the other cruiserweights in this tournament and ask them questions directly about Jake Maverick. So, I mean, I think that's cool that they're trying to milk it a little bit. And I, and I would hope that they would do the right thing and say like, Hey, we're going to sign you back when all this is over because it's going to help build his profile. I mean, yeah, you would hope so. But again, this is WWE. He has a 90 day no compete. So he's not free to go or show up anywhere until after July 15th. Maybe he comes back. Maybe they actually use him in a better role. Yeah. I mean, from the, from the in ring aspect, it was a really good match, man. Um, I personally haven't seen a lot of Drake Maverick wrestle, and I thought he held his own in the ring for somebody his size. And you look at his stature, he's pretty much a Leo Rush-type build and size. Not as as fast in the ring, but the stuff he did, I mean, to Jake Atlas, who was a larger cruiserweight, I was was intrigued, man. I was very impressed by Drake Maverick um, in this match. Hey, man can go. From that standpoint, I, I I hope he gets in the win column and does win some magic. I was actually, you know what? I, I'm I'm actually drinking the Jake Atlas Kool Aid now. That first loss he took to Dexter Loomis, man. That just shows where they're at on Loomis. But Jake can go too, man. <laughs> yeah, like that finisher. It was. It's. It's a little over the top, but when I saw it. Let me let me try to do a metaphor here. Have you ever seen Semi Pro? Yes. Do you remember the reaction when Andre 3000 did the alley oop? Vaguely. So you remember everybody was just stunned, and uh, the the Aunt Helen from the Jamie Foxx show was just like, "Damn!" That was my reaction. <laughs> that was my reaction when he did that like cartwheel on the rope DDT. I was just like, "Damn!" What? What the hell was that? Like, it was just the DDT, but the setup, the setup was everything. Right into it. That was impressive. Like, you know what? I can't wait for the first time he does the cartwheel and somebody counters it with like a big boot right to his face or just kicks his arms. It's <laughs> like, like, I'm waiting on the it. arms. <laughs> It has to be the right heel to do that. Who Who's the perfect heel in the tournament right now to do that? Right now? Uh, let me see. They just pulled that breath. That's a Tony Nese move. Yeah, Nice. Or I'm, I'm not I'm not picking Atlas to win uh, the tournament, but if he did and, like, Devlin did that, I, that'd be perfect. <laughs> I would laugh so hard. Oh, Devlin would do it and then look at him and then talk a whole bunch of noise about it. Yeah, just like – sweep his arms, and then he, like, falls outside of the ring. Has to be a – landing would be terrible, I imagine. Eh, he'd be all right. But, yeah, I mean, then uh, the promos afterwards, you can tell Atlas is very gassed, if I recall, um, trying to give his promo. But he's talking about how he was rooting for Maverick as well, um, which is a good storyline. You even got his competitors um, – pulling for him to win, even though he, he just defeated him. And I think there's a, another exclusive on WWE.com about um, 
him trying to console Drake um, backstage. So they are really milking the hell out of this. And I don't know where they're going to go, but you cannot have him go 0-3. And you just can't. No, but some tells me they might just – Tony Nese is the only person I see him picking up a win over. I don't know, man. And we're going to talk about these next two Cruiserweight matches because, like, I I don't know. I don't know. And le- unless everybody comes out with similar style records and you just got to do, like, a, a Fatal 4-Way or something like that, like if there's a tie between two people, yeah. Actually, let's see. It's four people round robin. One, one, two, one. Is it possible to get a tie? Everybody has to fight each other once. Drake's on one. Atlas is one to know. Who's one to know? Kushida and uh, Atlas? Yeah. Yeah, there has. I don't, I'm not sure, actually. I'm yeah, I think sure. that's the point of a round robin with this many people that eliminates a tie. I'm I'm hoping Drake can pull off some some magic here. It, it, it I'm honestly, I know the WWE is smart about printing money. If he can just go on a streak here, or even if he loses the next one and this goes on a run after that. Um, you can literally print money in merchandise. You can create the right shirt. I even go corny and say like, uh, win Drake win or fight Drake fight, something like that, stealing the KO <laughs> slogan. Like, it'll it'll sell. People will buy it. <sighs> but he has to win. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's not looking good for him. No, it's not. Fortunately, it's not. But, I mean, WWE knows what they're doing. I'm going to give them benefit of being the smartest person in the room, and they know exactly what they're doing right now with his character and where they're going to take it. Yep, and only time will tell. We got two more weeks of the Drake Maverick show. At the very least, two more weeks. Yep, at the very least. So where do we go after this? Jake Atlas. Then we got to squeeze a lot of promos in here. Yes, to say. Then we got a Damian Priest promo, which you should be happy because I mean this is the right call. This is the right call. Priest is the one that is zeroing in on Keith Lee, and you love to see it. And I like the way they went there. He said, and and um, in Hill fashion, he was saying, "You handpicked everybody you beat." And you didn't even beat me in the triple threat, which he didn't. So That's it plays right into that. Yeah, he's right. I wouldn't he, be mad if Damian Priest took the belt off him, you know? I need to build a little bit more, let Priest get it, and then it becomes, well, you better hot shot Keith Lee into the title picture. Because mm-hmm. if not, then it's like, okay, would you just strip him off the belt for True, true, true. So, right, and there'll be more on Damian Priest 
later on the show. After that, we get Kushida taking on Tony Nese. Another round robin match. What did you think of this match? I enjoyed two, it. Two felt very like, contrasting styles. Yeah, I felt like it was a great match, though. Kushida definitely showing why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he seemingly almost could pull an armbar out of nowhere is pretty impressive. Yeah, that was sick. That was sick. Makes you, makes you wonder um, if Nice is only in this tournament to put people over, though. Yes, because that's what I said to begin with. I was like, we both agree. It was like, ain't no way Tony needs taking this. Yeah, he had his moment in the sun. Still a great cruiserweight. Honestly, I can, um, since he kind of is one of those guys that elevated the cruiserweight division post um, Neville, I wouldn't mind him getting the gulak rub on the main roster. Mm. So what's... I think of who you pair him with, though. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin? Shelton is kind of the poster boy for that. I was thinking more of somebody that is that same kind of narcissistic gimmick. I and mean, I can't think of who it is right now because everybody is damn near at home. Because <laughs> Buddy, I mean, Buddy Murphy jumped to the main roster. He's staying afloat. Um, Gulak is in a great spot being paired with Daniel Bryan. I'm trying to think of who. And I, it doesn't. Nothing's jumping out to me right now, and, and I mean, Seth Rollins got four, uh, three people with him. What, what if you paired him with uh, Sami Zayn? Stable. I mean, what's his whole shtick? Also, he's not a foreigner, so. Nah. Mm. What does Sammy Zane call his stable? Uh, the Artist Collective. Yeah, Artist Collective. I don't know. Unless you just want to call Nisa a work of art, like something like that, just from a physical standpoint. But there's there's other people on Raw and SmackDown he would be perfect to pair with. Just It's hard to think of names right now because the shows have been so watered down because of the pandemic, so we get the same superstars every week. <laughs> is that different from any other time? I would like to think that post-WrestleMania by now, we would have had a superstar shakeup, because we always do. Nah, it's the only time we have it. They keep pushing it back. I think we probably, well, what is this, late April? Yeah, actually, I think you may have been right. Yeah, we probably got it like the first part of May. Yeah, we'd have been had it by now. What do you pair Nice with like AJ Styles? AJ Styles just lost his people. <laughs> wow. It's random, right? But I mean it could work. Technically, it could work. Explain. Similar build. AJ's taking him under his wing. I think Nice is a really good performer. I, I'm just spitfiring, but it could totally work. Personally, if you ask me, I would have, I would, I would rather see in, in another stable. If you look at Zelina, Zelina Vega's stable, 
I would have probably rather had Tony Nese instead of Austin Theory. That's how you going to do Austin Theory? It's too soon. He, he literally doesn't have a character yet. It's way too soon. Half the roster doesn't have a character. Yeah, but if they want – I feel like they want to make – since he's 22 years old and this, like, young stud at this part of his career, I feel like they want him to turn into the next Rhea Ripley. And if you just throw him to the Wolves in the main roster now, it's like – especially in this – especially since there are no fans to have a reaction, <laughs> it's not – I don't think that's doing him any favors. All right. I got a better one. Okay. Got a better one. Got a better one. You, um, I don't know what happened with Dolph Ziggler and and Bobby Roode, but he could he would be perfect to be the third wheel there. What? Well, they kicked Bobby to the curve for Sonya Deville. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Bobby Roode, but Ziggler's probably the perfect person to take him under his wing. Yeah, then you go back to the whole Ziggler like a show-off type gimmick like that's pretty much what he does yeah but it's like Ziggler always is the one to carry that new NXT kid or put over the new NXT kid so on and so forth that's his role that's what he does no man it'll be the bitter dude that's mad because the fat guy got the hot blonde that he wanted because that's the angle they're playing with I don't like the bitter Dolph Ziggler because the bitter Dolph Ziggler thing is garbage to me. That that just reminds me of the whole it should have been me versus Kofi, which was very annoying. I mean, look, you either get bitter Dolph Ziggler or Dolph Ziggler against beer 17 times by Goldberg. Take your pick. By the way, I wrote a uh, – it's another sidebar. I wrote an article earlier for After Buzz looking at the top IC champions of all time, pretty much who I would put on my Mount Rushmore. Didn't know Ziggler had six title reigns. Yeah, Ziggler's had a few – because they've been really, really quiet. And yeah. then you start thinking, you're like, oh, shit, he did put on a couple bangers during this. Six title reigns. Nothing, nothing to sneeze at, man. He's uh, definitely held that title more than a lot of your Hall of Famers. Yeah, speaking of which, I miss when they used to do the open challenge every week. Bring that back, please. Well, that would be for the U.S. title. And no, currently, Reigns did it too. has that. Reigns and Seth did it when they had the IC title. Really? Yep. Mm. But with Sami Zayn's your champion now. Yeah, no, it's not happening. That's not happening with Sami. That's totally against his uh, persona. And we went on another tangent. So go ahead and skip over that. That's my bad. I started that one. Um, <laughs> all just to say that Koshida went over Tony Nese in pretty much flashy fashion. Uh, Kushida is one of the people who's probably a favorite to win this tournament out of everybody who doesn't have this this Drake Maverick gimmick on. Um, so it'll be interesting what we do with Kushida here. I don't know who he faces next, but I mean, I'm still trying to let Kushida grow on me. And I guess the cruiserweight division is the best place for that to happen. I mean, yeah, because if you move him up to Raw SmackDown, he just gets lost in a shuffle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, we got Kushida. Um, hey, Shinsuke, want to take your fellow countrymen on? Thanks, cool, bye. Like, that's what's going to happen. It's like, why? 
Why are you doing this? Yeah, we don't need that. Keep him in the cruiserweight division. Let him elevate the brand, build his own brand there, and I'm cool with that. So after after Kushida won that match, we got a backstage promo with Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher, which is very r- weird because T- Timothy Thatcher totally doesn't look like a superstar. <laughs> he looks like a backstage producer. He was in a gray T-shirt, looked very looked very Times New Roman and font. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just? Say that this man looks like Times New Roman. Yeah, yeah. Looks very generic. You don't remember when uh, Enzo called Carl Anderson that? Very, very basic. Oh, man. Very basic out here. Hey, great wrestler. I enjoyed his match last week, but he just. That promo just looked very weird to me and it looked like Matt Riddle was high, which I know is a part of the gimmick. Um, <laughs> saying that he had blue eyes instead of brown, that was kind of awkward too. Um, but it looks like Thatcher and Riddle are going to be a thing for the foreseeable future. I mean, yeah, until we get out of quarantine, you ain't got no choice. So, yeah, uh, like you said, this could be one of the most interesting angles here if um, – Thatcher or Dunn eventually does turn on Riddle. Oh, and I feel like it'll be that both of them turning. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Which uh, which brought us back to from commercial break after that awkward promo. We see <laughs> a clip of Ciampa last week getting attacked by what we know is Killer Cross. Ciampa wasn't on NXT this week. Which led us into our hot topic of the evening. We got to look into the home of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae making dinner for for Johnny. Johnny venting and ranting on Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to let you start this one off. Yeah, and basically, Gargano didn't say too, too, too much. The real highlight of this is when Candice LeRae comes in, sets, sets the plate down. It goes on her little sidebar and whatnot. And, you know, I'm watching this, and it hit me. You know who she looks like now? Who? Killer Frost from The Flash. Uh, I haven't seen that. You you haven't seen The Flash? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So it's on Netflix. You ain't got nothing else to watch. You you get through that real quick. (laughs) Sure, sure. This is very true. Looking for more stuff to watch. It's like five seasons. Okay. She literally looks like the Killer Frost character. And I was just like, oh, Killer Frost. Okay, cool. You went from Kelly Kelly to Killer Frost. Cool. Yeah, Kelly Kelly, the Kelly Kelly bit is gone now. She don't look like Kelly Kelly no more. Nope. She got the purple platinum blonde hair. She says she's tired of waiting on everybody. She's taking food off your plate. Says she's all she's done is helped all the other women in the division. Said everybody been coming at her with her palm, with their palms up, never palms down. I liked it. <laughs> I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
And I like the little, uh, the, 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 the subtle editing with the zoom in and it would go to black and white. That just made it, that just made it more hot to me. That has made the bars resonate really, really. And shout out to Johnny Gargano for having the cup enshrined on his uh, dining room table. That was perfect troll move right there. Kind of gross, but I get it. <laughs> just kind of gross? Just, just a little? I mean, it was in an enclosure. I'm not saying I would eat next to it. But I get why it was perfectly placed right there. I get it. Food looks fire, by the way. Did it? Yeah. I mean, that's one. I mean, maybe I was just hungry that day. But I mean, I noticed it. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I'm just like, hmm. Did she cook better herself or did she order takeout? I was like, nah, I'm going to fancy this up real quick. I'm going to give her credit. I'm going to say that she cooked it, you know? It's okay. You you can, you know, be honest, but it's cool. No, I was, I was being honest when I said Kelly Kelly. Now I'm, now I'm being... Wow. I was <laughs> trying so hard to avoid that. So hard. But, but now I'm being being honest again. Like, look, what is that? It's, it's salmon? Chicken? It looks, looks good, you know? Look, look, hold on, hold on. Did you just ask in question if it was salmon or chicken? Because she put the plates down pretty fast and it went back to a close-up on Johnny, so I didn't really get a good look at first. Looks healthy. I'll just leave it at that. Looks healthy. You know? There you go. Because I was going to say, salmon and chicken look nothing alike. It's probably chicken. But this is, this is the best promo I have ever seen Johnny Gargano cut. <laughs> and I'm talking about I, I'm talking about from his entire run. I am invested now. And I if you if you've heard these previous podcasts, Johnny White Shoes, I ain't been invested at all. I have been very critical of how they got here, about not attacking Finn Balor, but he pretty much went on about how he's been the company guy, the company yes man all this time. You know what? He's sick of it. He says it's time for him to take what's here. It's time for him to eat because he deserves it. And, and you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Whoever Johnny attacks now, I'm here for it. But with, piggybacking off what Jacob said when, when it got in on Candace, because you didn't know Candace was going to get in on this, but she did. And this is the dramatic change in character she has needed, I think, forever. So, like, what do we see as prospects for Candice LeRae now? Because, I mean, she's pretty much doing, I want to say exactly what Dakota Kai did. So, how does that work out for her? So, is Gargano the heater for her? Mm-hmm. There's really nothing for Johnny to do. So, I don't see a problem with elevating Candace's character first. All right. Fair enough. Um, what's next for Candace is I feel like she's going to find a way to stick her nose in Io Shiraz business. Yeah, you know why? Because technically, Io Shirai is like our heroine now. Um, she is the person we're rooting for against Charlotte, despite her being a heel all this time. I think people are going to be behind her 
um, tenfold. She's going to become babyface in that match whenever it happens. So you're right. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's going to piss me off. So you telling me I can't just get Io Shirai and Charlotte straight up without some shenanigans? I mean, you can if you want Io to straight up take an L. And you know, but we know she's going to straight up take an L, but let her look strong doing it. But you telling me this never-ending feud between Candice and Io is going to continue? Yes. Wow. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. Unlike another never-ending feud involving Keith Lee, this one actually has some breaks between it. True. True. And they're pretty much going to be switching roles now where I think the last time they did have a singles match, EO smoked Candice. See? There you go. You know what? This is some long-term booking here, and you're absolutely right, and I'll take it. I'll take it. Because we talk about the women's division on uh, Raw and SmackDown all the time, not having those second-tier feuds. This is a second-tier feud being cooked right behind the scenes. We just sniffed it out. like, And it's going to work, too. It's going to work. Because that promo from Candice, I, I haven't heard uh, – I think I've only heard only the, like, rah-rah type of promos from Candice. This was, this was dope, honestly. <laughs> The dark makeup, pretty much saying that's her time to eat now. I, I'm interested to see where they go from this. If they only do promos like this for the next month, I'm still invested. Let them just pull up at the house, pull up in pull, pull up in the theater in the house or another part of the or the, of their living situation. You know, just cut promos for the next month until they finally make a target. That was actually pretty clean. By the way, I just realized that we got Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon on commentary this week because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't really going to say anything about them other than can we make it stop at some point? Yeah, they're just going with the interesting combos every single week. Speaking of EO Shirai, um, after that promo, it cuts to EO pretty much saying how long she's been wanting to face Charlotte. And now I'm disappointed because it might not even happen in, in clear-cut fashion. Now I just realized that Candace, no, Candace was the last remaining person between EO and that ladder. And she took that spot in the ladder for EO to grab that briefcase for the contract. This is totally going to pay, pay off that way. Damn. <laughs> Damn that Charlotte Flair. She's going to hold this belt for a while, huh? I told you, at least the SummerSlam. It's going to be against Ripley. Sparks is right, man. <laughs> it's going to be that Ripley redemption. All right, I'm let you. I'm gonna let you take over. I've, I've said enough. Go ahead, man. Watching this Mia Yim match, which was a little more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Building a profile of the women's division. Yep, Mia Yim handled business. 
Jessica Came Camus Kames? Kamea. Kamea. She put on quite a show. I enjoyed that little spot where they did the whole kip up thing. It's like, see, I could do it too. Yeah. Allow Mia Yim to showcase a little bit of her moveset out of the uh the brawling fashion, which was pretty cool to see. Um then then she got busy pretty much took Kamea about here. But I think one thing that was said from our intruder on this week's NXT um, <laughs> that NXT uh, women's division is the deepest division in WWE, which we think about it. She might be right. She is right. Top to bottom, including Charlotte, Bianca, Rhea, Candice LeRae, Kyan Knox, Shotzi, the heater. It's a pretty deep division. Chelsea Green. Yeah. Yeah, we got it's a lot of stuff going on in this division. And what I've been hoping would happen would have happened like two weeks ago. Charlotte Flair showed up on NXT. Uh pretty much just happy to see Mia Yim and talked about their her first match years ago and how she wanted to pretty much pay Mia Yim back for her services and Gave some backhanded compliments. So uh, this match is happening next week. Mia Yim and Charlotte Flair, which do we think that Yim has a chance to win at all? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I'm being serious. I mean, unless this is one of those things where it's like you get some some roll up or maybe there's a distraction for Yim to pick up a victory. That's the only way I see it happening. Because it seems like we're trying to push off this uh, Io Shirai title match for a while. Yeah. So after we get the Charlotte promo, which should be a good match, we get another promo. Boy, this was a promo-heavy episode. It was. definitely was. And for this one, we get C.M. Gallagher. That's his name now. I don't care. It's a thing. (laughs) We'll make it stick. So Interesting promo about him talking about how his tattoos represent that he can take pain or something of that, too, as well. Yeah. and Is it just me, or does he look a little special? How so? With the mustache? Yeah, I, I guess I could see what you're saying there. It's like, it's like, why, why twirl, why twirl that up? I don't get it. You look creepy as is. You're already a ginger, albeit a relatively small one. Like, why are you adding to your creepiness factor? Yeah, I think that was kind of trying to keep parts of the gentleman gimmick with him, I guess. Um. Yeah, interesting. And then um, was there There was a Phantasma promo right after that, I believe. Every Cruiserweight got their own little biopic. This episode of NXT is what I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. So, CM Gallagher. Let me stop calling this man CM Gallagher. I really, need to. <laughs> I, I really have got to break myself on this habit of calling him CM Gallagher. 
uh, Jack Gallagher. I was like, oh, what is his real, what is his actual first name? Gentleman Jack Gallagher comes out. Well, before his match, we get his promo, we go to commercial, we come back to your personal favorite, Chelsea Green by the pool, taking photos while Robert Stone is sitting there. And Robert Stone really looks like he's straight up out of New York and came south for the winter and just stayed. That's funny. No, what's funny is the best bump Chelsea Green ever took her soul was her diving into the swimming pool. That was that's funny. Wow. That's funny. That's what kind of slander we bring in a day? That's funny. Did you wow. Think I ain't had nothing tucked in the chamber for you. We got to bring Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green wasn't even in a match today. We got to come with Chelsea Green slander. She showed up on my TV, didn't she? Wow. That is, that's low. That's low. It was actually, and it's actually a solid promo, man. Pretty much saying that she's the future of division, of the Robert Stone brand, all that good stuff. It wasn't a bad promo at all. Um, I thought it was a little, I thought it was placed interestingly enough in the TV show. Felt like that could have been earlier in the in the broadcast, but we did see Chelsea Green, Robert Stone, poolside. I'm assuming somewhere quarantined in Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much is going on about how she's the future of the women's division, how she's better than Rhea. They didn't they didn't drop Charlotte's name at all. But they dropped everybody else's. Why would you dare drop the Queen Charlotte Flair's name? Hey, if she really wanted to talk that stuff, man, I, I was waiting for her to drop that name. You know what's funny is Zach Ryder and uh, Chelsea, they, they have a house or an apartment. Might be, I can't remember which one, but they have a place in Florida. Maybe mm-hmm. that was their pool. So I was right. Maybe they're like, all right, right you know what? Florida. We'll use the pool. We want to get in the pool anyway. Exactly. <laughs> well, we worked in our Chelsea Green reference for the week. Um, <laughs> didn't expect that from you. You're welcome. Always surprising me. Hey, man, I'll try. I got to keep it fresh. What did you think of the Gallagher versus Phantasma? Because I'm not out on Phantasma yet, but this match didn't do it for me. He just got here. I wasn't impressed. Wasn't impressed. There was nothing that was done that made me think like, oh man, this guy should win the tournament. Nothing. Nothing at all? Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. I don't know if it's just the chemistry with Gallagher, but I, I didn't see much things that were cruiserweight-esque that were done in this match from Phantasma. Right, what's throwing me is Gallagher in this robe that he comes to the ring wearing. Like, why? And these cheetah print, leopard print, jaguar print tights that are half whatever animal, and then half black, but it's cut at a diagonal, so it looks weird. And he has red boots on. And he's a really pasty ginger. Like, a lot of questionable decisions here, Mr. Gallagher. 
lot of questionable decisions. Yeah, man. I, I'm looking back at it right now. I don't know what part of this match made you think that Fantasma was that dude. I, there's literally nothing. Hey, man, give us some time, man. Give us some time. You always want to, you always want to judge something, man. He just got here. He didn't he, he really have time to get busy. He got busy later on. He, Thank you for bringing that up, for teeing that up, because that's literally the only dope thing Phantasma did on Wednesday night. And I'm glad they're sticking with the gimmick, and it is 100% racist. Phantasma was in the parking lot. He gave his promo post-match. By the way, Phantasma beat uh, Jack Gallagher. Um, I, I'm trying to – I'll, I'll explain the finish in a second. Either way, he – did a backstage promo when he's getting interviewed in the um, parking lot again. What happens? SUV pulls up. They try to get Phantasm to SUV. We got Mads Luchadors coming out again. That took Raul Mendoza. That took Joaquin Wild. We haven't seen them since. They try to abduct Phantasm to tell him to get in the car. Um, it was so pretty bad. Phantasm just squared up immediately like he knew what was going on. This is his first day here. Um, he squared up immediately. <laughs> And fended off the masked men. So this is the first time we saw somebody not get abducted, but it is clear that they're looking for Mexican superstars now. It's very clear. You you, you think it's very clear? It's very clear. Because and you know what else? You know what else is clear about this whole angle? It wasn't Kushida that Phantasma wrestled this week. The past two times has been Kushida that he wrestled that somebody wrestled and got kidnapped, but. This is completely different. So it's clear that they're just trying to abduct Hispanic superstars. Well, they are two for three on the kidnapping plan. I just love how the driver's like, yo, man, just get, just get back in the car. Let's go. I'm saying like they, that, like they had a certain, like they were on the clock. <laughs> like we got 30 seconds to get this man in the vehicle and we can't do it. Pretty much. It's like they came out fantastic threw them hands. It's like, nope, 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 nope. He has to you, you get back in. The driver's like, hey, you'll get the car. Let's go, man. I ain't got time for this. I want his hands. I want that smoke. Yeah, man. I mean, that that is the – this is the angle that keeps on giving because we don't know the end game here. And honestly, it's one of the more exciting things happening on NXT. I'm just going to say it. It is. <laughs> Playing the game of what Hispanic is going to be kidnapped this week? Yeah, and I and I have to say that this isn't going to be the end game for Phantasm. I have to fi- I feel like they're going to try to kidnap him again during this tournament. And you know what's funny? If they would have actually succeeded, I wonder what that would have done for him and his group for the interim NXT title. All right. So after the abduction was a failed attempt, and Phantasm fend off the masked men, who hopefully we'll get more clarity about. Then we can go into our main event which is Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee taking on two members of Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. Um, first thought in this match is why the hell are the Dream Over shirts not on WWEshop.com? I needed that shirt. Halloween. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, but we get into the action, and Undisputed Era tries to get the jump on Dream and Keith Lee to a fail. Um, they fend them off. Bobby Fish tries to get involved with the Velveteen Dream attacking Adam Cole. Gets thrown out by the referee, um, which takes us to Keith Lee, who is on the outside taking out uh, Roddy Strong, 
who is met by Damien Priest doing a walk-up with the nightstick. You hear the nightstick open up, goes, which startles Keith Lee. He turns around, gets hit in the throat, takes him out. Actually gets hit in the throat twice, which was interesting enough because Keith Lee sold the hell out of this. He was on the ground choking, couldn't breathe. Keith Lee is effectively out of the match from there, which makes this a handicap two-on-one match with Velveteen versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Which what the one thing I noticed about this match off the top is like, damn, Velveteen Dream be overselling. He has learned from Shawn Michaels. Um Cool match after all. Um, one thing that was interesting, and this is where we tie back into the beginning of the show where we awkwardly see Dexter Loomis is, after Velveteen Dream is taking enough of a beatdown, um, fending off both men by himself, eventually Dexter Loomis hops on the ring out of nowhere and, and like infiltrates himself into the match as Velveteen Dream's stand-in tag team partner. So that's where things get really weird. Um, cause like why Dexter Loomis and we still don't know. And then maybe one day Velveteen Dream and Loomis can be like a Booker T and Goldust type tag team, which might be actually very entertaining. Um, but yeah, Loomis, man, Loomis helps out Velveteen Dream, uh, as a tag team partner, which I still don't get what we're doing with the Loomis character. But if you have an empty arena, why not try some things out and see what sticks, right? Oh, oh, I'm just sitting here thinking about this, and it's just like, all right, what what is next? More so, what is next for Velveteen and his new ally, friend? What are we calling this? Uh... I don't know what you call that. Um, again, I I like surprises in the world of wrestling. I like to be surprised a lot. So that is a surprise I wasn't expecting. Um, I don't know what Dexter Loomis is. I don't know what they're doing with the character. Obviously, he's getting airtime every <laughs> single week. Um and he helped clean house of the Undisputed Era and helped Velveteen Dream pick up a clean pin over Adam Cole, which was, I guess, one of the remaining steps to saying, like, hey, I deserve a NXT title shot. So there we go. Yeah, and he has it. And I'm sorry, I just started out laughing because I'm replaying this match, and I got to the point where me and you, I believe we talked about this before we came on the air, about Keith Lee getting assaulted by um, Damian Priest. That whole exchange is hilarious. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's gold because, like, you hear the nightstick open and Keith Lee's like, hmm, what was that? Turns around, hitting throat Dork. twice. Boom. And he's just sitting there like, <gasps> it just goes down. Gasping for air. Um so we know what's going to happen with Keith Lee next week. He's going to be defending his title against uh, Damian Priest. We don't know what's going to happen. Oh, it's, well, we know that Velveteen Dream can claim that he's pinned um, Adam Cole now. Like you said, we don't know what's going to happen with Dexter Loomis. And uh, did we really get here so fast where Loomis is in the main event picture after, what, two matches? 
maybe three. He had a squash match. He had bootleg usher. Two? And he was in the breakout tournament, which he lost. And so I Oh three, yeah. I I I don't want to say they have my interests because I've been on here with the Dexter Loomis slander calling him Cameron Grimes light. Um, But it's just like, I guess it's on brand because it's awkward. It's different. And he did uh, clean house on the shooter era and did do some impressive stuff. I thought the dives outside was something I didn't expect out of his character. So I, I guess where I'm coming from is I didn't know that he was going to be a baby face. Judging by his matches going against other younger, you would assume baby face talent, you would assume heel all the way. So helping out Velveteen Dream against the, the biggest faction in NXT was, was very awkward. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Like you said, this is really like his third, maybe fourth match, at least his third one in recent memory with two squashes. And it's just like, okay. So apparently he doesn't really speak, so we're not going to get an explanation of why he showed up two weeks ago in the main event just standing in the crowd, why he shows up this week at the start of the show, standing off to the side on the stage, and now he interjects himself in the main event, comes out, hits a few little spots, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool, and then leaves the team to pick up the win, disappears, like, what's the beef here? What? Where are we going? I'll say it, even though I've probably slandered Dexter Loomis harder than you. I, I'm, I'm a little interested. You have my attention. Okay. I mean, at this point, I mean, it's three-on-one with Velveteen Dream. Why not have somebody be an ally? Like you say, we're not going to get any promos out of Loomis. At least it doesn't seem like it right now. So, and all he did was stare at the Velveteen Dream at the end of the match, which I got nothing. I, I don't know. <laughs> I... um like I said, I like to be surprised. Congratulations. You surprised me. I'm stumped. Um, I don't know what you guys are going to do with this character. All I know is that Velveteen Dream should have a date with um, Adam Cole for the title here within the next month. He should. Hopefully, well, if you're in the mindset of Sparks, Velveteen doesn't need to take the title off of Cole. <laughs> they just replay that nightstick spot. That's just hilarious. Keith Lee's face is great. Right. Exactly. That, uh, that was gold. Yeah. I kind of... I, I would much rather Cole win by shenanigans and find a way to drag this out just a little bit longer. Sure. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that as long as once things get back to normal, that dream is the one to take the belt off of Cole and end the title reign. I don't know about taking it off of Cole. Like, I guess if you want to give Velveteen like a little short run, but it's just like, 
Nah. Because, all right, you put Todd on Velveteen. Then what? Maybe that's when, uh, maybe that's when Gargano tries to, you know, stake his claim to NXT. And then you have that little one-off feud, Velveteen Dream wins that feud. And then you find somebody to take the belt off of Dream. Remember the whole Johnny failure stuff? Like, I think you can see that back up. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess we can see. See what they got to it. They got a lot of options, though. And yeah, that, that's the one thing NXT does have. They they have a depth of possibility. Yep. And with them set to tape about three, four months. Oh, oh let's see. About two, about two, two and a half months worth of TV. Hopefully, we'll have a good idea. We're just going to um, avoid spoilers, and we'll just be here every week like usual. But I just don't see Velveteen until a crowd comes back. He gets it. I don't see Gargano. It's just not time. You have Ciampa and Cross. You're kind of just stuck in a holding pattern, really, unless you bump up Keefley. Right. Time will tell. Um, and they're going to have to, I mean, one thing we'll find out, and this all be on our preview episode next week, because they're going to have to give us some more info on what the hell happened with Finn Balor. Because <laughs> that is just downright unforgivable. You better have a damn good, and not to say they didn't cover it up, because the Dexter Loomis stuff got me, got my mind spiraling a little bit, but I would have rather seen, uh, Finn versus Velveteen straight up and then have both factions showed up like we talked about last week. Maybe. Probably. Which could still happen. Maybe they don't want to have Undisputed and Imperium cross paths. Um, I would love to see it, though. It would be good be fun better than that one off we got right but yeah I feel like we'll maybe get some kind of resolution about Finn not to mention that Matt Riddle said he had something special for Thatcher to show how beautiful and gorgeous he is so Mm. we're gonna have a good little bit of something this week wow (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think about this episode of NXT overall? Overall, I felt like it was solid, even though they hit hit us with a bait and switch. You set up a lot of things. You've interjected Loomis as a go-to important player. Right. You set up the title match next week between Priest and Lee. You got Candice LeRae out here looking like Killer Frost, giving her a character. That was fire. Honestly, just seeing them want to put their foot down and have stakes NXT, I think that's going to be um, a duo that keeps on giving with whatever feuds they can come up with for LeRae and Johnny, or even just as a pair, just trying to 
divide and conquer as husband and wife. I mean, you think about it, that might have been what the main roster was trying to do at some point with um, Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett. They just didn't pull the trigger. Next week, we should have some bangers, you know. NXT North American Championships getting defended. Charlotte's going to take on Mia Yim. Charlotte finna no-sell something like nobody's business. She going to no-sell, protect your neck, and turn somehow turn it into a figure eight. And maybe Yoshirai shows up because she hasn't been on the program since winning the contract. Just have her stand at the top of the ramp and just stare at Charlotte. Perfect setup. Yeah, that works for me. Works for me. Just let that few cook some more. What else we got for the beautiful people that listen to this podcast? I know we got, uh, we may have another surprise for the beat people on Monday. Possibly. We're going to get, you're going to get part two of Sparks, and we're trying to set up another interview or two for you guys to come and hit you with later in the week. So, you know, just sit tight, relax. We told you we had guests coming. Told you. We don't lie around here. It's all facts, all gospel, all first verse, all in red. It's true. And like Jacob said, we're going to be able to allow these people to come to this platform to discuss their love, their their trials with the NXT brand, things they want to see, things that they have liked um, in this quarantine time. And then, of course, get off some debates that we've been trying to settle for so long. So it's good to have that third party in there to have that happen. And thanks for... Uh, for Sparks for blessing us on the podcast and, take, and allowing us to take up so much of his time. Uh, teed us up very well for this episode of NXT and for future NXT episodes to come. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Again, thanks to Sparks. If you feel like we're doing being extra here, it's not really. This is genuine thanks and appreciation for Sparks. We told him this world where we're on the line with him. We appreciate him. Make sure you give Sparks a follow. That's at Emilio Sparks. Emilio spelled E M I L I O. Sparks, S-P-A-R-K-S all one word and of course give the podcast a follow one podcast that I listen to every week Rassle Rap that's at W-R-A-S-S-L-E-R-A-P so go ahead give Sparks a follow give the show a follow tell them we sent you we appreciate you guys listening we got a couple more heavy hitters coming through now, never know Sparks might pop in at any given moment all right we welcome it all, man. We welcome it all. We want to see uh, as many people who want to talk about NXT. Let's do it. So it's an open invite, guys. Tweet us at underscore Jadella, at said underscore says. Hell, even tweet Believe at Believe Podcast. There you go. Open invite. We welcome all. Come talk NXT with us. Get, a, get dragged into a couple sidebars. You know, it'll be a good time. Sidebars are real. Like like we were talking, um, we've been recapping NXT for you guys today. NFL draft is on. Hope you t- hope your favorite teams are having the drafts of their life. Um, yeah, man. I'll be in the same spot again <laughs> for the next couple of days, and back again on Monday. Yep. Back again on Monday with part two of Sparks. This has been your Saturday morning audio dope. Until next time, we're out of here.